0: You're listening to, achten, millal.
1: listening to acton Millwall Emergency Broadcasting Special, a public service broadcast made on behalf of the Real Mill Fan Show and Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from South Bermondy. Huge welcome, dear listeners, to another of our nostalgic looks back into the past. This time, welcome back to the show after a little bit of a break, Mike Hayden. Welcome back, Mike.
2: Thank you very much, Nick. Good
1: evening, listeners. Good to have you back on the show, mate. And you've chosen as your choice of season, um, because I set each of our our, our guys um, the task of coming up with a season, but you've gone for a great season here, Mike, Mm -hmm. 2016-17. Wonderful choice.
2: Yeah, well I mean I would have picked 0910 if Mr. Avery hadn't have got in there first. <laughs> uh, about thirty seconds after you asked the question. Um so I suppose yeah this comes a close second for me, I, I suppose, in my in my time supporting the club anyway.
1: Yeah, I was mean, interested what one of the interesting things doing this these little series of shows really. Football, you only ever really look in, in the now and look forward. You're always waiting for the next fixture. You're always kind of looking at the squad as it is and then you're, you're looking forward and that's been taken away from us with the the, the virus. Um, so it's quite weird to look back. Um, mm-hmm. and I've been doing it a lot. And I'd forgotten, you know, this was obviously, we, we know how the season ends. It ends in triumph. Yeah. It ends in, I suppose, I was going to actually ask one of the questions I've written to ask you, Neil Harris's, finest hour would you say as a manager mm. the, the triumph at at, uh, at Wembley Stadium and yet mm. it's it was quite a touch and go season you know it wasn't um it was never a done deal was it there were there were moments right. across the whole season where it could have gone badly badly wrong on us and history would have gone a different way for Neil Harris.
2: Mm, exactly yeah and the, you know it's kind of forgot how patchy our form was actually in the first half of the season really um, Yeah. And we, we were sort of almost kind of looking at maybe getting relegated at one point. We were so low down the table, but um, we managed to kind of pull ourselves out of that. But you're right, if it wasn't for sort of um, the second half of the season where we really kicked on. Um, but obviously, I also picked this season because it was um, a, an incredible FA Cup run, which I don't think any Millwall support
1: will forget. No, 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 I agree. Which was which thrown into into a very a very odd cocktail of a, of a mix of a season really because mm. I mean we, we came into it on the back of a I don't know how you felt after Barnsley I felt like we walked into a like you've walked into a punch mm. at Wembley the, the, the playoff final 2015-16 um, yeah. were beaten by a Barnsley side that if memory serves had a, a couple of uh, Premier League players from Manchester United I think run on loan. Yeah, Le like-
2: yeah, Ashley Fletcher, I think, didn't they have up front, yeah. I believe, who scored um, maybe two, yeah. But that was it, I agree. And um, yeah, it, it, that game was so frustrating because we obviously conceded early and we never really felt like we were in the game. And, you know, you have all that build-up and it hurt a lot after that. So you worry about that when you come back uh, after some play, heartbreak, play heart rate, how the team will respond. And obviously we've got a history of kind of doing that when we previously got promoted from League One, but this is a different side, a different manager, and I don't think any of us were sort of sure how how we would react.
1: No, and um, you know, it, it, we were, I think we were outclassed by Barnsley on the pitch at least on, at Wembley, and um, we came into this season. I, I, I was trying to think back to my emotions at the start of this season. I don't think um, I don't think as a Millwall fan you're ever entitled to have an expectation of success, but. I think there was a sense that we we could have done a lot better. We didn't quite do ourselves justice in in that uh, in that playoff final, Um whether whether promotion would have done us any good. I'm just looking at the playoff team here. You know, it's 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 an interesting glance back into a moment gone. I mean, you got the likes of uh, Carlos Carlos Edwards in the team there. Mark Beavers was playing for us at, at when We'd lost him over the course of the summertime. Joe Martin was was a feature of the side. It's Chris Taylor um, in midfield. You know, it's. It, it has a very mm. different feel to it, doesn't it? You know, when you look it, at it, yeah, we are now.
2: it was. And you know, it's quite rare that teams obviously bounce back straight away after getting relegated, probably regardless, really, of what whatever league that's in. Um, and you know, there's this thing of whether we were sort of ready or not. And maybe if you look at this season where we did get our act together, certainly in the second half, and actually built a team where you thought might have a chance in the championship. Um, maybe in in hindsight it wasn't a bad thing losing that game but obviously you want to win every game but um it, yeah, maybe it wasn't the worst thing actually losing to Barnsley if we'd have had a miserable season in the championship the following year
1: I mean that'd been um Neil Harris's first full season in charge the 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 run up to the Barnsley playoff that'd been his first full campaign after the disaster that was Ian Holloway um so this was really his second season you know at, at the job um there was there were always question marks over neil harris weren't there i mean i, I don't think it was ever fully established although he was with us for three three seasons all in all or maybe a touch more maybe four seasons um you know even this even this term i th- always felt there were uh you never felt quite that he was the the real deal as a manager um mm-hmm. you know, coming into, I mean, in retrospect, we now see some great summertime business on on the transfer front. Um, Jed Wallace came in in the course of the summer. Beavers left us. Mm. Um, Professional northerner Mark Beavers wanted to get back up north. (laughs) Um, But we also signed Sean Hutchinson, Jed Wallace and Jake Cooper. Now, at the time, um, I don't know if anyone was particularly excited by any of those signings, but looking back, that was great business. To lose Beavers and gain Sean Hutchinson is a more than adequate. I mean, you know, as a trade-off, you 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 bite someone's hand off if they're offering it. But it just didn't seem that way at the time.
2: Yeah, I, I think because Cooper and Jed Wallace actually came in in the January transfer window, um, I believe. So they actually that first half of the season we were out. Yeah, you know, we, we didn't have right. those two key players. Yeah, I was just having a quick look down. So, um kind of that transfer window was um, uh, dog shit. If I <laughs> <laughs> Sort of read the. I mean, Hutchinson had obviously had a lot of um, injury problems with Fulham. It was a bit of a risk,
0: and You're obviously right. we
2: know how, yeah. how how that played out. Is he's um, you know, been a revelation and one of the fans' favourites, one of our best players over the last few years. But everyone else in that list, Worrell, who was a bit of a League One, League Two kind sort of journeyman type player, uh, mm. who was okay, David Worrell, Greg Wild, who was another Wild. failed left well, winger. Yeah. <laughs> we've yeah. had, um, who promised a lot, had a good season at Plymouth, I think, and then we signed him, but um, never even really got given a chance. I don't know why that is. I think he's now um, in the Scottish divisions, lower divisions so now. Um, and then you've got Paul Rooney, who, again, is a sort of youth team player. Um, Harry Smith uh, again,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, an interesting yeah.
2: signing, and, and finally Callum Butcher, uh, who had the turning circle of a heavy goods vehicle, uh, <laughs> so it wasn't the best window in the
1: world. No, no, I mean you, you're right. I stand corrected. I, I, I thought they'd arrived in the summertime, but actually it was mm. January, um, mm. which maybe, maybe explains some of her improved form. From because I mean mm. the first half of the season, when you look at it. Um, you know, we had a couple of good results to kick us off—a uh, a win over Oldham on opening day, and then uh, a League Cup win at, at Barnet. And after that, we got absolutely stuffed at mm-hmm. Peterborough. Um, yep. You know, just just uh, three games into the uh, into the season, um, and then a loss—that uh, was the EFL Cup—a loss at Forest um, to you know to follow, and then. Kind of in different form but they had a run of awful (laughs) we had an awful september four straight losses in in Mm. september at places like south end and at home to rochdale
2: exactly and that's the 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 time when actually we we dropped i think as low as 20th at one point and you're thinking bloody hell it's not not even the real start of the season now and um some of the league was starting to shape and it was it was very concerning I, i remember that rochdale game for one i remember being fucking livid at the end of that because it was yeah. just uh, almost like a rugby match um, against the uh, horrible northern side like Rochdale. And then to concede, I think the lose, I think, I don't know, we I think we were 1-0 down and 2-1 up and then lost in the last minute. Um, and it just it just felt like a hammer blow and where the team was at the moment, we we hadn't quite found our feet and, you know, that was a, a dreadful result at home to Rochdale. You don't expect to lose that that sort of game.
1: No, no, and as you say rightly, I mean that uh, that left us nine, uh, We were nineteenth when we got beaten by Walsall. I went to that one two one up there in the Midlands. Um, we got beaten there. Grim, grim days out. You know, at places like Walsall put us nineteenth. Then a home loss a couple of weeks later to Bolton, um, mm. the, containing of course Mark Beavers at that point, puts us twentieth. And um, like you say, I mean there were questions being raised. You know the. Um, I think any other manager other than Neil Harris might have found his mm. credit had been, you know, maxed out on the on the on the credit card already by that stage, but um, Neil Harris retained, um, you know, his, his his name is is still still good at the Den. But we did then come to a very strange, and we've got one more defeat, and that's League One at uh, that League One to, home to Bolton. And then we've got one, two, three, four, five five straight wins to follow. Mm. Um, including an mm. FA Cup and EFL Trophy, but that, that kind of steadied the ship somewhat. That sense of winning started to put a bit of adrenaline back into the system, get us going somewhat. Mm.
2: Yeah, and we had a good win at Oxford, which I think I went to, if you remember, was that Steve Morrison, the
1: half-moley,
2: about yeah. 30 yards out, which was, I don't know, O'Brien had a, a scored a quite a nice goal as well. Yeah. Um, and they, Oxford, actually were quite a decent side. Uh, so to win away there was was a good result. And then beat obviously the, the Bristol Rovers four 0 I think they had ten men quite early on, but you still got to put these teams away. And then yeah, and it shows sometimes you know what a, sort of two or three wins can kind of do do for you. And we we managed to kind of get out of that rut.
1: But still, I mean, come to, uh, December um, we were beaten at uh, Scunthorpe. I didn't go to that one. I couldn't face a December drive up to Scunny and um, got beaten up there 3-0 um, mm-hmm. and although things had kind of improved from the 20th slot, you know, we're still only 14th, we're, mm-hmm. we're still not exactly out of the woods and, um, you know, we, we needed the the, the boost of a, of a fixture against Charlton to get back into our winning ways because we've got a standard 3-1 win over them on the 21st of December but it's, you know, halfway through the season and no sign yet really at this point of Anything too funky from, from the year. You know, I mean it's it just it looks like an average middle of the table going nowhere kind of season. Um a couple of wins over Christmas set us a little bit fairer, didn't they? I mean, coming into mm-hmm. um where are we? Coming, the, Swin the swing wins at uh Cholton, 3-1, That goals from Aiden O'Brien, Morrison, two goals, um put Pater to the uh, the addicts and then uh, Christmas fixture that's a Boxing Day win over Swindon 2 0. Lee Gregory goals and uh, another victory over Gillingham. Um, a goal for your Dinmar in that game. Um, mm, rare, it's goal. A, <laughs> rare goal for Fred. <laughs> Did you like Fred, Mike? Did you like Fred?
2: Um, well, I mean, he, yeah, I suppose if he would if you can say he had a good season, this was kind of it when he probably played the most. Um well, he's just one of those frustrating players where he had the promise of so much and ended up delivering so little. Nothing, I think yeah. His, his yeah. raw ability, pace, some skill, unpredictability was was very good. Um, but I think what fell him down really probably is his attitude. Maybe wasn't as strong as some of the other players, and he wasn't that... Uh, excuse the common term, Millwall type player was he, um, and then no. clearly him and Harris didn't see eye to eye. And then I think the whole thing with his contract as well, which I don't know if that was during this season. It might have been when I think QPR were interested in him, if I recall, and um, he was sort of maybe running down his contract. And then he eventually signed a new deal, but I think the damage had been done for his career at Millwall by then.
1: Yeah, he never seemed happy at the den. He he always seems, Mm. seems happiest at a place. Well, Wickham is where he's happiest. It's, Mm. it's, it it seems to be his natural, natural home. So, um, that's where he finished up. Low pressure. I think you're right. I think the, um, the den is a, an intense place for, and a certain type of character just doesn't prosper. And he was that certain type of character. Um, Mm. December sparked some decent results. We've got an unbeaten run going now, which, is, as you're right to say, I mean, the, the early rounds of the FA Cup have gone past us. And then we've got um, wins over, over, over uh, Swindon, uh, Gillingham. AFC Wimbledon was a draw. And then the first of our Premier League scalps of what was a, mm-hmm. to prove a, a wonderful FA Cup run, looking back, um, 3-0 over Bournemouth. Um <laughs> Who were? Uh, I, th- I think they, in fairness, although they were still Premier League opponents with you know the the corresponding resources available to them, they never. I think they, I just got a sense they really didn't want to be at the Den on that uh, quite no. cold January afternoon, as memory serves. Mm. They just didn't yeah. face
2: Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I think they played a quite a rotated team. I would imagine um, didn't show us much respect with that that uh, lineup. But I think. Maybe it was kind of a bit earlier in Bournemouth Premier League adventure, where obviously kind of staying in the league and trying to get as high as they could was probably more on their, their list of priorities in an FA Cup run. Um, but I think it, it reminded me of kind of little old Bournemouth in the in the old uh, you know, days where we used to play them, League One,
1: League Traditional Two. Traditional Bournemouth, yeah.
2: Soft, yeah, sort of soft and you could turn them over with a bit of an atmosphere. And we, we certainly did that that day. Um, didn't expect it, and and actually, if you look at a lot of the results during League One, we, we, you know we weren't a goal-scoring team that season at all. And then to go and put three past the Premier League side was um, even the more sweeter.
1: Pretty good. I mean, we, you know, we, we came, in, uh, came in ninth position in League One. Um, yeah. So you know, I I I will make you right. In any other season, that would be a very very uh, good result, standout result. It was to be overshadowed by others yet to come, but um, gold from Steve Morrison, um, Sean Cummings, who we'll hear about later, uh, mm-hmm. and then a uh, late, late, late one, Shane Ferguson. Um, league form still not bad. Draws at, uh, at Charlton and Bradford. We're 9th, 10th after... A home draw, a disappointing home draw, which I can remember, in in, in the sense of it being disappointing against Warsaw, living as tenth in the table. So, you know, there was a slight sense that the um, the cup victory might be the best we we're going to achieve in in the season. At that point, it was still no hint that um, you know happy days were ahead of us. But then we had a great run, a great run yeah, of yeah. wins. Um, Fred, didn't we?
2: Yeah, we did. Um. And that that kind of turned into where we were sort of poised with if we could get a few wins, we could maybe break into that playoff um, push. And then we certainly sort of did that. Um, was the next three games, obviously, winning three. I remember went up to Coventry, the first of those, and won 2-0. And that was a game I you may have probably been there, Nick, um, but yeah. that was when they threw all of the... Um, tennis balls on the pitch
1: yeah, in yeah, um, yeah. in uh, kind of uh, yeah, it, not Rico, happy the was Rico Stadium, wasn't it? They were protesting yeah, it was. The, uh, the ownership there. Um, it, was an odd, yeah, sort of. it was. It was strange
2: being an away fan uh, kind of in, in that because I think it was literally just before the corner of which Cooper scored. <laughs> so, yeah. sort of delayed and then Coventry got distracted and we scored from the corner. But, um, it was an interesting um, kind, of, kind of time at that game.
1: So, three, three league wins, and then the fourth of those wins I just mentioned was, I would argue, one of the best results, best cup tie results in Mill history um, to beat Leicester City at home. That took place on the 18th of February. It was the FA Cup fifth round, home victory against the reigning champions of, of, of the Premier League at that point, Leicester City, um, with a late, late, late goal by the inimitable Sean Cummings um, in front of 18,000. A wonderful mm-hmm. day. One it was. Of, it's iconic isn't it it's one of those results that will just yeah. exist in its own world it's um, a fa- fantastic performance 10 men as well a 10 man Millwall to beat the champions yeah. of England um, yeah
2: it's you know pinch me again really isn't it it's, it's crazy um, and um, I'll, I'll just it's one of those games you know you could watch over and over on repeat uh, that Sean Cummings goal and never get bored uh, no it was just a no. fantastic day and I think um, and we, we are fortunate as Millwall fans and not a lot of clubs kind of get these big glory days like we have, you know, even if you think of the Everton games sort of last season and yeah, the FA yeah. Cup finals, we're fortunate that we have these glorious days like that. Um, but um, that that certainly joins that club as one of the one of the greatest days, I'm sure, for many.
1: I think it's it, it's. It, I mean, you know, coming into the game, Leicester were, were champions, and they they had international quality players. I mean, Vardy, I know, was on the bench to start, and I think Mares was still with them at that point. Yeah, um, yeah. And he was on the bench, but you know, you, the, the 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 first choice pick they 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 took that day was still more than adequate. Should have been more than adequate to take on your average League One side. But of course, it doesn't take into account the Millwall factor, which is a full house at at, at the Den is a powerful weapon. Teams just hate to go there, and they 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 had chances, didn't take them, but they just didn't mm. seem like a team ever comfortable. They never looked like they were. Um, decisively in front of us as as their league status Mm -hmm. should have implied
2: Yeah and it was towards the end of Ranieri's reign I believe as well because I think they did sort of didn't obviously follow up from their their Premier League win and kind of form was quite patchy Um, they weren't doing that as well as they thought anyway of following up a Premier League win in the league so I think Things are starting to look a little bit shaky in the dressing room, perhaps down there. But I remember because obviously Ben Chilwell played left back for Leicester that day. Um, And I kind of thinking, oh, we won't see him again. (laughs) That's how he's turning out (laughs) for England. Because if you remember, he. Um, I think Ke- got taken off throw-ins because he got fed up with the abuse he was getting from the uh, from the sidelines. So that, that doesn't sound like Millward. doesn't sound like Millward. I don't sorry. know.
1: <laughs> I mean, just, you <laughs> know, just be- before we, we leave the fixture, I mean, I, Claudio Ranieri developed this kind of um, odd bod, kind of um, indulgent, grandfatherly, you know, kind of on the back of your hand, laugh at him type of reputation, but I'm just looking at his managerial career, I mean, this man is no slouch, he's managed mm-hmm. Fiorentina, Napoli, Valencia, Athletic, I'm sure Chelsea, Valencia, Juventus, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, internationally, Greece, um, you know, he, he's no mug of a manager, I know you've got this kind of um, slightly, uh, you know, everyone was faintly amused by Claudio, but that's mm-hmm. that's, that's a... This is a this is a team with resources managed by one of the top managers in the world. You know, I, I think um, it just adds to the achievement of the day. I I, I just you know, it, for me, it exists as a standout result ever for for the Lions, given where we're at and we're, the fact we're down to ten men, which I yeah can never take away from. But we <laughs> we move along, Michael. Um, we have. we're still kind of um so solely from a couple of draws, a couple of wins over Peterborough and the mK Dons um which put us into six spots so we just about scratched our way up the table by uh, the beginning of March into the playoff zone um and then we 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 took a hit at uh, at Tottenham um I mean it was a that was a tough that was a tough result to take um six nil. Well. Um, and Um I, I I remember when Harry Kane was injured and left the field. It was about eight or nine minutes in, I think. <clears throat> yep. I remember saying to um, the guys I was with, maybe we might have half a chance here now. <laughs> that was, the end, of, <laughs> that was the end of that, wasn't it? <laughs>
2: well, yeah. Well, we held on. I think it was half an hour. I think we held on. Um, yeah. And then uh, the floodgates opened. Um But, yeah, that was... I mean, you know, kind of aside from that, it was a good experience to go to Tottenham. And, and what was the last season, I think, in White Hart Lane, it's quite an iconic ground. Obviously, the result was, wasn't was what we wanted, but uh, um, it, no. you know, it was, it was, a, it was no. a nice little reward for getting to that stage, I think, of, of the, the FA Cup um, to, to go to, to Spurs and, and, and play there. That was, uh, as a League One side as well, was uh, was a nice reward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But that was the end of the FA Cup run, I suppose. Yep. You could say that um, there was a bit of a hangover afterwards, I think. Um, that Such was the margin of the defeat and such was the the golfing class. I think it left everyone feeling a little bit, um, I don't know, um, on, the, on the back foot slightly. A couple of draws, I see, against Bury, home and a draw up at Rochdale, three each. Mm-hmm. Um, losses uh, away at Swindon, away at Sheffield United. Yeah. Um which I'd not I didn't go to either of those, but um, yeah. I went
2: to Swindon, I went to well you that actually the ended
1: up. Yeah. yeah, I
2: did. Um and that, that ended our sixteen game unbeaten run. Um of and that run I think if you look really what built our season was clean sheets because in that sixteen game unbeaten run we only conceded nine goals, uh, which is exceptional, really, um, and that was a very frustrating game because it's sort of like you know I always thought it was a shoe in to then go 17 unbeaten. Swindon at the time were were kind of in the bottom four, um, and I remember the game was Gregory missed an absolute sitter in the first 10 minutes, as, as is the way with him sometimes. Yeah. And then they scored, I think 90 plus five or something to to uh, to give us a defeat in the end. But so that was a uh, yeah very frustrating day that.
0: Yeah,
1: um, we, we we kind of get back into winning ways with home wins over Scunthorpe, three one win there, or early Sean Williams penalty, Ferguson and O'Brien scoring. Then they just get a very late consolation goal, uh, win over uh, Shrewsbury to follow draws. So a few, we, we're kind of um, sitting in sixth spot when we come to yet another patch of I mean two straight defeats coming into the, the business end of the season. It's just, it's just odd to look back at it because you forget we had these kind of periods of pretty assured play, like you know, wins and draws and, and going unbeaten. Then we'd just walk into a couple of defeats just when you don't need them the most. Fleetwood away, one nil. Um and then Oxford at home, which I remember well three 0 wasn't uh, it? disgrace that
2: yeah. I mean that just felt like we'd bottled it uh, that Oxford game to lose that at home. Yeah and uh, got turned over um, and yeah it was just that period of time where we, we we positioned ourselves very nicely to get into the playoffs and then you almost felt that you know we'd, we'd kind of thrown it away but it, but it was of course still in our hands moving into the final day of the season
1: It, it was indeed um, I mean it's, it's, it's one of the I've written down one of the iconic away day wins really um, mm-hmm. and it will be followed by the playoff semi-final at scunthorpe but the, the, the game at Bristol Rovers um, were you there for that one Mike did you go down I there? was
2: oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so resigned. Uh, oh god I know yeah because I, I talked a little bit about the Memorial Stadium such a funny odd ground isn't it oh we, we, it's we, weird yeah it is so we were on that little terrace bit but also they have some Millwall fans behind the goal as well in this sort of marquee almost of a, yeah of a that's stat. right
1: yeah yeah. it's yeah. A
2: strange yeah, it's an absolute mismatch of a ground but um Again, you know, uh, two, 2 nil is never a safe scoreline, is it? <laughs> two nil no, up. it's not. Uh, 2 nil up uh,
1: inside 25. And then yeah. uh, Jermaine Easter, who's a name that seems to haunt us from <laughs> from time yeah. to time, doesn't he? Um, gets one back. But even then, I mean, I think, I thought a 3-1, Gregory, I thought we, we've got this wrapped up and done and dusted, which are always famous last words, last emotions with, with a Millwall team needing leading points, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we just we you know we, to go in at half time three one ahead would have been a mm. different different ball game but as it is we're going at two three at half time because they get like a, a late first half goal. lines I, I don't know his first name um but we're still in control we needed a win I think a win would uh, if we'd have drawn that would have pushed us out of the of the playoff spot um,
2: south won I think that last game so actually yeah if we didn't win we we would have um, yeah would have
1: been seventh and that yeah and yeah. that's 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 you know the dead zone you're not going to go anywhere um which we contrived to pr- produce of course don't we in the 74th minute when bodin makes it three each and um you know we had to actually what just done the 11 minutes of staring at um another season of league one um before up pops our january signing not summertime signing our january signing sean hutchinson to to nick it 85 minutes it's still a bit of a nervy last five minutes plus the injury time
2: yeah I mean yeah it was um, I I kind of always felt we'd, we'd hold on I just thought Did we you? can't I, surely I, I, give it. Uh, well after that game I just thought surely there's oh, twist um, but <laughs> it was in that that's why you know to get sentimental is why we you know you love football so much because you know in the space of eleven minutes you can go from pure um, guttingness and and just be yeah. your head on the ground and and then all of a sudden um, to absolute jubilation and the polar opposite of that feeling. Um, and that that was one of those moments I think over that period of time. Um, it, yeah, I, you thought we'd blown it and then all of a sudden big hut cracking head well from a corner um i think he had a bandage round his head as
1: well which always he makes did.
2: it more sweet when steve, from his head yeah
1: steve morrison stole bandage around the head yeah. he, he buried yeah. the header and 85 minutes and that was it Four three, a uh, uh, bristol Rovers three mil four to secure our spot in the playoff semi-final and you know to match the season mike i mean a home leg against scunthorpe I <laughs> contrived to draw nil-nil. I had a sense of foreboding after that, didn't you? I thought we were going to go up. I
2: know, yeah, same, because I think um, what was quite rare for us in our League One playoff campaigns over this, I suppose, few years period was I sort of felt that we may be the weakest side in the playoffs, um, because if you look at, especially the table, Scunthorpe, I think, we were only a couple of points off second in the end, um, and every... One was a little bit more maybe comfortable than us from from memory, um, yeah. and we at least kind of get in and with a, a bit of an up and down season. So actually, we may well have been the weakest side. So I kind of you know got in the playoffs thinking if we can pull it together, um, be a proper Millwall side like like the side of 0-9-10, then um, we'd have every chance. But um, obviously drawing 0 nil to Scunthorpe, I, I did think we would lose up at Scunthorpe.
1: Yeah, and obviously that started badly. They went ahead on 19 minutes uh, via Tony. They went 1-0. Um, and the bulk of the first half was spent with us, you know, trailing. Uh, and, and, and that was, again, we're going to go out of the playoffs. Um, and then Steve Morrison levelled it on, on 45. Um, it, I mean, he would play... His experience really came into its own in, in, in this game and the, obviously the Wembley final. Um, I, 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 I know he's not... People, people often, um, you know, kind of react badly to Steve Morrison, and he had this kind of miserable kind of countenance a little bit. But I just think, from from his at this level, um, at this you know this stage of his career, you wouldn't have wanted anyone else up front at this point. He just got himself into those positions. No, yeah.
2: he's a he's a horrible bastard, and you don't <laughs> want to play against someone like <laughs> that. not um, And isn't uh, that Millwall?
1: Yeah. Isn't that Yeah, yeah. I
2: suppose it is. It is. It is. Well, that's, well no, I think. Well, Morrison. I I love Steve Morrison. Um, I think he. Yeah, he epitomises a lot of things that the club, kind of represents. So he, you know, I think, and and he's not afraid to kind of you know take it upon him and make it his responsibility to kind of get us promoted in those playoffs and. Alongside Gregory as well, who scored a fantastic goal at Scunthorpe, saw the flick on and then the other header, which again their link-up play throughout this season was exceptional. Um,
1: yeah,
2: it was. Yeah, he was. He was superb.
1: He was instrumental in that in the Gregory goal that put us ahead on 52. I think mm. that was where the he he, he, had, he had the chance to shoot, but kind of opted to cross it into space yes, that was it. Yep. Gregory headed home from from close. And then free one was, was a was a kind of like a. It was, it was a close range finish. I, I did it come in from the left? And he he got it mm. inside the six yard box and buried it on fifty eight. Yep. So um, yeah, in the space of um, what's that? So that's thirteen minutes from the start. Yeah, thirteen minutes from the start of the, yeah, the, start mm. of the second half. We're three one up. Um, but as ever, we still can't. <laughs> we still can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't. We can't not give our travelling fans and the ones like me watching on the TV um, an easy an easy right right out. They, they, the, they got a late one, didn't they? Two, three. Um, but we managed to see it. From, it was a late chance. I, I seem to remember them hitting the, into the side netting, I think. Mm, late, late, late. Yeah. Um, it was the nature of a game
2: of, of Sometimes the nature of Harris's management, which is where he fell down, was if you do kind of take the lead, you kind of, you take what you have. And it nearly cost us in that game. Um, yes. And, and that was... You know, he, you know, we could have at the time, it was unbelievable when we scored the third in quick succession. It looked like we could even have another another goal in us. But, but obviously we decided to try and shut up um, shop and um,
1: concede and then it's a nervy last 10 minutes, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, but we saw it through um, by whatever method, any, any means necessary, as they say, and took it to the playoff final where we would face um, Bradford, I think we'd we faced in the uh, the previous seasons um, two-legged uh, semi-final. I think previous year against Bradford, if memory serves. Um, yeah. So we took it to the final, um, which I watched just prior to coming on the phone to to speak to Mike tonight. Um, and I'd forgotten how. Um, again, that was a nervy game. Bradford had their chances mm-hmm. in that in that game to seal it, Mike. You know, we we, yeah. we, we we took ours and they didn't take theirs. I think that's that's the that's the difference between those two sides.
2: It was um, kind of from, from from I think probably early in the second half. I was thinking this is going to go to penalties here. I <laughs> just I yeah. couldn't be away where there there was someone was going to. There was you know, a few sort of half chances I suppose for um, either side. I think. Jed had a relatively good chance where he put it wide for us, where he could have done better. On um, the break, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and um, and um, yeah, it kind of almost looked like it was petering out, didn't it? Um, and then the rest is history.
1: The rest is history. Mm-hmm. It's just run. It's just run through the playoffs side. I mean, Jordan Archer's name became um, muds because of his errors, but you know he this, had a great he,
2: game. Uh, he did. Game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I, 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 I always always felt there was, a, there was a waste of talent with Jordan Archer, for whatever reason. This is not the, the show to go into that. But um, Jordan Archer in goal. Marlon. Uh, Tony Craig, uh, central defence that day, I think. Sean Hutchinson. Uh, no, he'd be on the left, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because we've got Hutchinson and Byron in, in the middle, Byron and Webster. Um, yeah. Then on the... Uh, up front uh, in the middle we've got sean williams and and jimmy abdu um great servants both i mean sean williams i think has been around for six years now is it he? mm, he's, yeah he's been been there a long time um and he's an underrated player in many ways i think he's a it he reminds me a little bit of um he's not got the running of abdu but he's got he's got a similar kind of never say die quality to him which mm. i think um goes down and jed wallace you you mentioned already um, and then Aidan O'Brien started, and and we had uh, Ferguson came into the game on 70 minutes. The other two were Butcher and 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 uh, and Anya Dinma um, coming into the game up front. Of course, uh, Lee Gregory and Steve Morrison. Um, the goal when it came, which was the move down the left, I, <clears throat> it's strange. I find that I invent memories in my old age. I, I, I was always—I don't know why—the I, I, cross was from um, from Sean Williams from the left, it and I, I always yeah. thought it was uh, in the moment. It, you get crazed, don't you, when these things happen, and you—I think you construct mm. memories in your head. And I always thought it was Shane Ferguson that put the ball in, but it was—it was—it well, um, it was a strange
2: decision, Williams. Williams. To be in, wasn't it? He suddenly yeah. kind of found himself out there where it wasn't on the left.
1: <laughs> meant to yeah. be,
2: probably. Um And then you know he you know, he is obviously a sweet, uh, got a sweet pass on him and a sweet cross on his left foot, and um yeah, it was a lovely weighted ball, of course, into Gregory, who sort of nodded it on while falling over, and then Steve was there. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, and you've got to put yourself in those positions, Mike. I mean, again, you know, we, we've said it already. We say it again that that was the mark of an experienced striker to anticipate where the ball might go and yes. be in the in the in the mix when when it lands, and then you still got to put it in the net. It's still not easy mm. to do. That's yeah. why that's why I mean, you get paid the money.
2: Exactly. And what was impressive with that was he was already moving before you know it came to Gregory's head. And I think to have that intelligence. Is, is a real skillful thing. And that's what Morrison sort of brought to his game when perhaps he lost his pace. It was his intelligence and his positioning which sort of improved. And um, that sort of epitomised it, I think, that goal.
1: There is 1-0. Uh, it's an iconic goal. You can see it on social media every couple of days. I think it gets reposted because it's that kind of moment. Um beam alongside it as well. <laughs> <laughs> the final whistle. Um and then, of course, the uh, the landmark pitch invasion to <laughs> So you know, there, there are many unique things about Millwall Football Club. One of which is that we still remain, I think only only the Scots in the in the in the seventies the old Wembley have invaded the pitch, and it remains one of Millwall's landmark achievements to have invaded the pitch at Wembley. Um, well, the,
2: the year the year before, if you remember, I think we invaded the Barnsley fans. <laughs> <In that top> <laughs> <year>. <laughs>
1: We, um, did. Like we did, we yeah. did.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether to be proud or. <laughs> I don't know. Back, it?
1: So in, in in the in, in the moment, I mean, there was a, also just a, looking at my notes. Um, you know, we we, we went one nil up on 85 minutes, I think it was with Morrison, but they still had a couple of they had a late shout, penalty shout, which um, every time I look at it on the on the replay, I think blimey, you know, I've seen them given, and then I think they again they fired into the side netting from close, so. You know, it wasn't um, it wasn't comfortable to, to to see it through. But then we, the final whistle went, and and the rest is history. Um, we spoiled Steve's day, but you know, I think everyone enjoyed themselves, nevertheless. Yeah. Uh, pr- promotion to the uh, to the championship, which is where we've been been since. It's it's fascinating, Mike, to look at the um, the player lists for the season because there were players in the Mill squad that year who, who must have played some part in the. Uh, in procedure, just completely forgotten. Um, you know, it's all, oh, with all the, the, the God. it was. Um, I mean, you know, there's the obvious names. I mean, 45 appearances over all competitions for for uh Jordan Archer. You've got Sean Cummings, you've got Joe Martin, um, Hutchinson with his half at uh, the halfway point, and there's a Craig. But as you run your name, your you you, you eye down the list of names, Warrell played a part, and you know, there he is. But then you've got names like um. Uh, one appearance for Kyron Farrell. I, I can't remember Kyron Farrell at all. Um, uh, Paul, yeah, Paul Rooney. Ask. Paul Rooney, do you remember Paul Rooney? I don't remember. Yeah. You he, remember him, my yeah, like,
2: youth player, uh, I think, and then he got released quite soon after. But yes, um, I think signed from an Irish club. Um, no, that's about it. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: You, you're better than me. I mean, I remember the name Noah Chesmain, and I, I, he was always thought of as a yeah. as a prospect. Um, and then, as you you know, you said already Harry Smith, who I thought might be the uh, the next Steve Morrison, but I don't think he. I think he had other issues going on in his life and mm. uh, moved on. Uh, and the last days are Chris Twardek and Jamie Philpott. So it's it, you're right. I mean, it was it was a mix of a squad. There was there was chops and changes as it as it went through. Um, top scorer for the season. Was um was, was the goal was top scorer of the season was Steve Morrison, nineteen goals in all competitions. Um, then Lee Gregory on eighteen goals. Yeah, uh, Aidan O'Brien on fifteen goals. So you know, three three high scoring set, uh, forwards there. Um, which is always a sign of a of a successful mm-hmm. season. Um.
2: It's Aiden's best. Aiden's best season for, by a mile. That, um, which I think he's obviously not really found his home in the championship, but um, he, yeah, he scored a lot of goals that season. For him, anyway, in comparison to, to other other seasons that he's had.
1: Yeah, and I mean, this it's a measure of the season how it built to a climax in the average attendance that year. Given that we were promoted in the end um but it didn't look that way for much of it the average attendance over the course of the season was just 9339 so mm. a four figure average rather than a five figure average which we would um, achieve you know regularly in the championship so um prior to the season Steve Morrison I still think that was probably a fair call for for that yeah. season um, could, you know you could argue talk about um, other, maybe Lee Gregory but I think Morrison was the architect of our of our success with his with his range of um experience just working situations and and working the referee he was one of these one of his yeah. um bit of a master of dark arts a bit like the Neil Harris in his pomp and 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 thinking back to wires in his pomp as well he he was um you know he he managed to he managed to get in the referees ear a lot didn't he Steve?
2: yeah yeah, exactly, and it was his, his kind of his last great season. I mean, he the championship was a bit beyond him, if we're we're being honest. But he still played his part, but obviously didn't get the goals anywhere near that he was achieving in League One. But yeah, Morrison was the the stalwart, wasn't he, really of that of that season?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So triumph at Wembley, Neil Harris's finest hour as a manager. In a similar way, I felt that maybe the um. You know, the championship was a little bit beyond Neil. At, certainly at the Den, He's, he, he doesn't seem to be doing so badly at, at Cardiff at the moment. I don't really follow. I haven't followed their uh, the ins and outs of their season, but um, it'd be interesting to see if he does mature into a a manager, a proper manager, rather than being Neil Harris steering the mill ship to um, you know to moderate success in the championship. It's, it's going to be an interesting um, if or when we ever get football back again, Mike. We needs to be seen that uh, that would pay out. Uh, well.
2: True. Yeah, I think they're doing all right, Cardiff. A uh, similar position to us at the moment. But, I mean, now he's probably got a squad which is potentially better than ours. So, it's, yeah, I think he, he was always, uh, you know, with Millwall, I kind of felt we played like we were the underdogs sometimes. And I say that in the, the kind of defensive-minded aspects of how Harris would would field a team. But maybe he, he might be being a bit more expansive with Cardiff. I have no idea. And if I'm honest, I... I don't really care. Don't like Cardiff.
1: So. <laughs> no, no, I, no. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that front. I, I, I wish him personally well, but I don't yeah, know,
2: um,
1: not, not against us at any point.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's wonderful stuff, Mike. Um, wonderful season. Brilliant, uh, yeah. brilliant choice. Um, big thank you to Mike Hayden for coming on the show for 2016-17. Yep. Triumph at Wembley. If you fancy having a go at doing this, dear listener, do get in touch. Uh, Acton Millwall. At gmail.com, or you can leave a voicemail message at uh, 0208 1440232, or get in touch with our Twitter at CBL underscore magazine. Big thank you to Mike. Um, catch up again with you soon, Mike. And, yep. Thank um, you very much, Nick. When, when the pubs reopen, Mike, we'll, we'll have that beer at some point in the future. F- I there. look forward to it. We'll meet again. Nice one. Thank <laughs> you very much, Mike. Achtung Millwall and the Real Millwall Fan Show are the number one Millwall podcast and we want to hear from you. So get in touch with us. Let us know your thoughts, your views, your rants about all things Millwall. We've got email, achdungmillwall at gmail.com or one word, achdungmillwall at gmail.com You can get in touch with us and leave us a voicemail on 0208 144 0232 That's 0208 144 0232. Leave us a voicemail. No human will be involved in the receipt of your message. So give us a shout, tell us what you think about all things Millwall, and the best messages will be read out on air.